You're listening to Expansion, the podcast for EXP agents. Expand your skill. Expand your value. Here's your host, Glenn Sanford. Everyone, uh, Glenn Sanford here, founder of EXP Realty. And today I'm excited to talk to Ellen O'Neill. She's a three-time icon agent out of Charleston, South Carolina. Um, Ellen, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having me. It's really very exciting that you're doing these interviews, and I'm thrilled to be included. Well, thank thank you. So you're um, you're in a little bit of a, I think you mentioned a reinvention of your business a bit. I mean, you've, you've got a lot of you know past clients, and and you're doing a lot of business. But we got a chance to talk. What are you uh, What are you up to right now in terms of kind of working on your business? So I um, I've always been a big fan of video. And um, I love making videos. I'm a former teacher. I taught for 21 years. Um, My last four years in the classroom, I doubled up with real estate. So I think it's kind of natural for me to take my passion about real estate and share it, you know, with others and keep people in the loop of what's happening. Um, And I know video is very powerful for that. But I've always been stuck on like how to get it out there you know, who to put it in front of and um, just the science and the tactics behind it. So um, I have joined on with a coaching program that's really focused on digital marketing techniques. And I'm excited about it because, um, as we know, everything is, you know, so powerful in the digital realm. Um, And, you know, you can be working while you're sleeping and all of those great benefits so I really wanted to go deep with somebody who could give me some very tactical ways to rebuild some of my systems and really tap into the power of video and digital marketing. So I made the decision I would like take one step back from production in order to take two steps forward with my overall business. And I'm at a point now where I really see it coming together. It's starting to hit. Um, and I feel like I've got some traction going. So that's always rewarding when your efforts are showing up in your day-to-day uh, uh, busyness. Yeah. Awesome. So you're getting, uh, so so to, is it fair to say that you're starting to get some inbounds? Mm-hmm. Yep. And even people around me just saying like, oh, I'm seeing you on Facebook all the time or, oh, you did such a great video the other day. And um, so you can tell that it's really getting to the people in my marketplace. Okay, awesome. So has there been any particular messages that in that, as you're getting things kind of cranked up that that hit better than others? Um, I would say I'm big on events. I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, I didn't always live here, but I love this um, location and it's just such a vibrant city with so much to do year round. And so I started a video series a few years ago, every Friday where I do a a blast of all the upcoming events. And um, that's really been something I've been promoting now and it's taking hold and it gets a lot of hits. And so I'm hoping that people look forward to seeing it now every Thursday when we push it out. Um, but I would say like the local market updates that I do get a lot of um, traction and then putting out some funny things like the lighter side of real estate and things that people don't think about that we see and do and, and get some good engagement with, you know, anything that pulls comedy in or shock value. Okay. So now 
um, obviously you're doing a little bit of this reinvention, but what's your background? How did you get into uh, to real estate? Uh, so I was, uh, like I said, I was a teacher for 21 years and, um, I always, even as a little kid, I knew I wanted to grow up and be a teacher. So I did not waffle at all. Uh, however, when my husband and I were purchasing our first home, um, my eyes were really open to the benefits of home ownership. And I said to my agent, oh my gosh, what you're doing for us is making such an impact, not only now, but like I can see how this is going to help us in the future with um, building equity and so on and so forth. And I said, man, maybe I could, maybe I could do something in the real estate realm one day. And um, at that time, the agent said to me, well, are you and Brian planning to have children? Because this is right when we were getting married. I said, well, I hope so. And he said, I'm going to give you a little advice. If you're going to do real estate, you might want to wait until your kids are a little bit bigger and soak in the benefits of the teacher's calendar year and really use it to your advantage while you're bringing your kids up. And I thought a lot about that. And I loved teaching, so I wasn't in a rush to start a new career. And so I did. I waited until my girl, I have twin daughters. I waited till they were in middle school and I got licensed. And that coincided with our move to Charleston. And so I was new in town and um, the market was slow and I did not have a big sphere yet. So I took a very slow and steady, gradual buildup period of four years while I doubled up with teaching. And then when I got some momentum going and really felt like I could leap away from, you know, my steady income and benefits. I made the jump and that was back in June of 2014. Okay. Awesome. And, and so, um, since you've been at, at a few different real estate brokerages, um, think Weicker, KW, local boutique maybe. And then, and then you also had your own firm, how did you kind of go through that journey? And then ultimately, what led you to EXP? So my first four years, I was working full time. And then I would really hit it hard in the evenings, weekends and summers to really, you know, try to build, build, build. And I found that when I was with certain companies that really prided themselves on education and opportunities for people to grow and develop, I was hitting a wall. Because if I would go over there after school, everybody was on their way out. And so, you know, I'd be the one like showing up at 4.30 and ready to work for the next three or four hours. But it was like a ghost town. And of course, all of the classes and everything that were being taught were taught while I was in school teaching my students. And so I just thought it was very inefficient for me to be at these firms that, you know, had these opportunities and took quite a big commission split. In, in recognition of that. And I couldn't tap into what they were offering. So then I started gravitating more towards like the boutique real estate firms where the splits were more reasonable, was more, um, you know, more intimate where there was just a few people and the broker was, you know, easy to reach. Um, and then I just said to myself, well, I could, I could do my own thing. I don't have to be with somebody else's brokerage. So I went and got my broker's license and opened up Ellen O'Neill Realty. And I had that for a few years until I met Meg Watson. Um, she brought me to coffee. She had shared with me um, 
the video. Um, oh gosh, Brent Gold's video. Yes, Brent's Brent's video. Um, and I, it's funny because it was recruiting season, and I had gone to lunch with a few local brokers, and my husband said to me, Ellen, why do you waste your time? Like, what are you doing these meetings for? You're not going to pack up, right? I said, no. But I'm always just curious what they are putting out there. Like, what do they? What do they feel might be enticing to me or, you know, how are they trying to gather agents and nothing compelling came until I saw Brent Gove's video. I actually listened to it while I was stuck in traffic. And when I got home, I sat with my husband and I said, Hey, we need to watch something together tonight. And so we sat and we watched, I was my second look, his first all in the same day. And he looked at me, he said, Ellen, if you didn't do this, I think it would be irresponsible not to try. I said, me too, me too. But he was always the guy like, you've been doing well, don't give up your thing. Why would you even entertain anything with any of these other brokers? And I was just more of the curiosity factor. Um, but yeah, so he looked at me and said, I mean, if this is what he says it is, why wouldn't you? And I was like, I'm with you. So I jumped right over. I was the type that once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. So I was jumping right on board. I think it was a week or two. I just had to talk to my people and let them know what we were up to. <laughs> awesome. Well, um, so, so your, so your uh, motto, I think, is follow your gut and take chances. So it seems like um, that fell right into that let's go for it kind of uh uh, type of type of mentality. How has that mindset shaped your career? Well, I think that what I discovered in myself as an adult is that I was much more of a risk taker than I ever gave myself credit for. Um, when my family and I uprooted our lives in 2009 and moved to Charleston, we came here not because there was a job opportunity or something compelling. It was literally just a gut feeling that our family would be happier living in Charleston than where we were currently residing, which was in Connecticut. And all of our family is there, all of our friends. I mean, we were rooted. Um, people thought we were nuts until we moved and they came down to visit. And then they were like, oh. So um, just, just uprooting the family and seeing the win that followed, I think spurred more um, comfort in taking risks. And that fueled my departure from education into real estate. Um, and now I just, I feel like too many people get crippled with the thought of change and they stay in a comfort zone rather than push themselves and try something new. And they're really limiting themselves. So I try to encourage people to you know, do your due diligence. I'm not saying to make wild leaps of faith, um, <laughs> but don't fear change because good things usually follow. Awesome. But you know, speaking of, uh, of of something that felt risky in Charleston, South Carolina, a little bit of a of an ironic thing. Driving a motor coach in Charleston, um, South Carolina. That's kind of interesting. With the way those those, those uh, trees are over the roads. The trees over the roads, and if you went anywhere downtown, I don't know how you'd get a motor coach on those roads. <laughs> They're so narrow. Well, we we did. We we went up. We we came through uh, Charleston and uh, went up to I think something James, anyway, James something, Island. Uh, 
Yeah, that's it. And uh, found a place over there to park our coach. But uh, um, that was probably the most nerve wracking <laughs> uh, driving through because there's a lot of low hanging trees around Charleston. They're beautiful. The canopies are, but that's you know somebody who drives an ordinary sized vehicle saying that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, so now, how are obviously you're talking a little bit about how you're shifting your lead gen focus. Um, um, what are you? Are you've got a you've got a, a database now of past clients and and other other folks. So where what are you doing right now in this transition year relative to lead gen? Is it is it this big shift or is it a subtle shift into the more um, creating kind of more online uh, video marketing? Yeah, so I would say layering is the word that comes to mind. Um, instead of too many changes all at once, it's taking a new strategy, implementing it, getting it consistent, then layering the next step and the next step and the next step. So um, for example, I had a, I've always had a transaction, not always, but for the past several years, I've had a transaction coordinator as a solo agent. That was a very likely first hire. Then um, I had an assistant that helped me on a part-time basis with marketing and keeping up with my sphere and my past clients. And that was great. And then just as I was entering my new coaching program, she was um, pulling back to pursue other ventures. And I didn't hire anybody to replace her because I knew I was going through an overhaul process. And I thought, how am I going to train somebody on something? I'm not even sure what it's going to look like yet. So um, what I ended up doing was hiring a couple of virtual assistants, one that does purely video editing, since the crux of what I'm doing now is um, real estate related videos and social media marketing, um, and then how to revamp my entire marketing plan, um, create a whole new um, set of assets to use with buyers and sellers. And so I have a full-time assistant that helps me with the social media and some admin work in marketing. And then the part-time helper just helps with the video editing. Um, okay. Well, we work as a team and um, they're really dedicated, hardworking young men and they get bonuses whenever I have a closing. So they're really motivated to help me build. Um, super excited about working with them. Oh, excellent. Now, and then, how are you? Uh, how do you think about your CRM? I mean, obviously, uh, you're you're likely getting a lot of leads from online sources. I think you mentioned Facebook earlier. I suspect uh, you know Instagram will be in there somewhere. Maybe maybe YouTube. Maybe some of these other platforms. So, do you do you think about your CRM as being something central, or do you think about each one of these platforms being their own CRM in their own right? I really am uh, striving to get everything to come right into KV Core because I think that with for my learning style, it's much easier to look to one central location than have to check a variety of different databases. Um, KV Core is so robust and so powerful, and I underutilize it. I'll be the first to admit, I do not utilize it to its fullest extent. However, I'm now freeing myself of a lot of the legwork so that I can really work my database through KV Core and start utilizing it more um, 
optimally. So that's an exciting thing for me because it's like this little gold mine where I feel like every now and then I like brush off the dust on the top and take a good look and start, you know, using it. And then I get distracted with other things. So I'm going to become much more committed to working my database in KB Core daily. Oh, excellent. Good, good stuff. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, the, the one theme that constantly comes up is how solid KB Core is. I think of the four podcasts I'm recording today, three of the icons were all using KB Core. One was using Boomtown. So, um, you know, it's, you know, it seems like KB Core, follow-up boss, and then, and then something else. Uh, is is the CRM of choice for most agents. So, um, so Ellen, maybe last question before we wrap up. Um, you know, if you what what advice would you give to another agent who wants to be successful in their career? I think that looking back at my journey, I would say really focus on the fundamentals and give the programs and strategies that you're implementing time to show if they're working or not. Um, I think it's very easy to jump from one strategy to the next to the next before you master any of them. And so I would say being patient, being focused and implementing one technique at a time and don't scrap it until you've given it enough time and attention to evaluate if it's truly effective or not. And you have to find what what makes you happy, right? Like I love working my database. To me, it's fun to pick up the phone and call people and see how they're doing and, and all that. Um, and I love making video. So why not go where your passions are? Because then you're going to do it. Um, if you're not into cold calling, then don't buy a dialer system because you're going to just stare at the phone and do everything you can to avoid it. Um, so find what is a good way for you to spend your time building relationships with others, um, helping people, providing something of value, and then, um, you know, it'll be a joy. You'll be living your best real estate life in my book. Yeah. Awesome. No, great, great advice. And, and thank you for that. So, Ellen. Uh, thanks again for, for jumping on the uh, the podcast here. Um, you've got uh, uh, maybe maybe you could mention a couple of the social channels that you're currently doing stuff on. Yep. So my um, Facebook business page is Ellen O'Neill Properties at EXP Realty. Um, I have a YouTube channel as well, Ellen O'Neill Properties. You can just search for it there. I'm on Instagram um, and I'm in LinkedIn. Um, I haven't started TikTok yet. My my VAs tell me I'm ready, but I don't know. I just haven't um, haven't swallowed that frog yet. But maybe I'll be on TikTok within the next month or two. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> and I just think about I, I'm I'm not on TikTok either, but I, I tend to think that can we just not repurpose our Instagrams to TikTok? That 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 would be my where my head would go. But yeah, maybe it's a yeah. different format. I'm with you. Efficiency is everything, right? multi-purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Well, thanks again. And uh, thanks everyone for, for listening to this, uh, this um, podcast. And until next time, um, thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Expansion, 
tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Thanks for being the best part of EXP.